Hello, everyone, and welcome to Femininity by Rachel V. I appreciate all of you guys being here, you ladies, you films, being here today because it's going to be a really important topic. We are going to be talking about divorce. So you guys don't know, but I was married for nine years, nine long years, and I was in love with that person. We met when I was in my 20s. So we had a total of an 18 year relationship and that relationship was pretty hard. And I feel myself tearing up a little bit. That relationship was really hard because I still loved him when I divorced him. And we have a beautiful son together and <laughs> we have a beautiful son together. And, you know, where the place that we are in right now, it took a long time to get there. <laughs> it took a long time to get there. and. I never really want to talk about it, but I feel like I have to talk about it because I get so many text messages from you girls about divorce and how do you overcome? And I know that I appear to be strong and I am very strong. I'm a strong girl, but walking away from somebody you love, but you feel like they don't love you properly and they can't love you properly is really hard. One thing I can tell you ladies is that divorce is never going to be easy. It's never going to be easy because you have two different people that may want to be together, may not want to be together. But at one point you guys shared a lot of things together. You shared a lot of things together. Memories, home, kids if you have them, finances, all of, the, all of these things that you share with a person. So I don't want you to think that the place that you're in right now is going to stay. You're not going to stay in that place. It may feel like that when you're going through it, but I'm telling you, you will get through it. So in my particular situation, I had to deal with a lot of irrational thoughts from the other side. And, you know, it was a little bit of you know, bullying on that side. And, you know, some people just are not going to want to understand your decision. And people are always going to be upset with you or your partner, whoever, they're always going to want to be upset with you because you're doing what's the best for you. And my family, I went to my family and I talked to my family about it. And normally when I make a decision, the decision is already made before I even do it. And my decision was made two or three years before I decided to separate. And I start there. So, you know, we got married. We was married for about five years into the marriage. We started having problems and it was really, it wasn't any infidelity. None of that happened, but I felt like as a wife, I was doing triple and three times that work and effort I was putting forth. And I did. I felt like the type of person I am, I'm always working on myself. I try to hold myself accountable. I'm not going to sit up here and say I hold myself accountable every single step, but I try to hold myself. I try to look at myself and say, okay, what did I do wrong in a situation? Or what can I do better in this situation? So. I would hold myself accountable and I would just constantly feel like I was being used in the situation. 
Imagine being a person that's always working on yourself and then the other party feels like they are doing nothing wrong. So that's where I was. I felt like I was being used because I'm ambitious. I was being used because I can always look at the glass being half full than half empty. So I felt like my perspective on things and my outlook on things that was being taken advantage of. So I really had to do a lot of hard ass core work. In the middle of separating and divorcing, you also, I am not a psychologist, but I will say I felt like some of those ways he did, some of those characteristics of a narcissistic person, it was there and it was displayed. Because I'm trying to raise my son and I won't say anything that's going to harm their relationship because he will see this, you know, later on. So I'm not going to say anything against him. And because we are trying to foster a healthy co-parent relationship, I'm not, I'm just not going to say too much. I, I would leave it there, but I will share some you know, a couple intimate things with you guys, because I want you guys to heal. And I want you guys to understand that this is a safe place. And I'm really being real with you guys. This is like a safe place. And I never talk about this, but in, even when you're separating and you're divorcing, you are going to divorce other people too. Other people too. I mean, friends, friends that, you know, that you thought may have had your best interests or, you know, they may have understood you or you guys were spiritually connected. Like I had people around me that I felt like wouldn't hold me accountable, like wouldn't say, oh, you were wrong for that or you were wrong for this situation. They would just kind of like talk about it, like gather up and like, you know, talk about it. And that's not how you have relationships with people, not honest relationships with people. So I had to divorce a lot of other people too. And, you know, I just want to let you guys know that you're going to get through it. You can get through it and trying to communicate with somebody that still loves you and still wants you to, you know, just do what they say. It's, it's really hard. And I had to, you know, go through that. Not only did I had to go through feeling like I was a failure. Feeling like I think the failure part was more hard for me and feeling like, dang, I still genuinely love this person. I married this person. I was with this person for so long, you know, and I thought this was my person. So ending something like that, it was very scary, you know, because I'm 41. I don't know how old you ladies are, but I'm 41. So you got to. The thought of relearning someone and relearning myself. Like, I, I really did not know who I was when I separated versus right now, right? And I enjoyed being a married woman. I enjoyed being able to come home and cook, being able to, you know, just have conversations with my person you know, fall asleep with my person. But, you know, every day for a couple years, I was like, this is not right. 
Rachel, did you have therapist life coach to help you with your healing? I did. I did. I went, I went through a couple different therapy sessions. I went through um, the basic therapy to figure out, you know, what went wrong, who went wrong. And they went with me, but I did my therapy after I decided to leave, not during because I felt like I was, I was doing personal work within myself before I decided to go to get me strong enough to say, I got to go. I did do therapy. I even did hypno, hypno, it was like when they hypnotize you or whatever. I did, I did that because, you know, I had a lot of anxiety towards the end. Like my anxiety was through the fucking roof. And when I say it was through the roof, you couldn't have a conversation with me without me shaking or being upset. And it was really affecting me in ways. And I'm only upset because I'm crying because I'm thinking about it. I'm going back thinking about where I was and how I was feeling at that moment. And I remember having so much anxiety. I remember not being able to sleep, not being able to remember anything. Hello. <laughs> not being able to remember simple things like where I put my keys, you know, what I did with, like, did I deposit this check? It would just be, it was crazy. It was like really crazy, but I had to learn myself again. And that's what I spent. That's what I spent the last three years doing, learning myself. I didn't know who I was at that divorce. I only identified as a wife. Yeah. It is, it's, it's real. It's real. And I have so many people that I talk to and I just will read you guys comments and questions and say, I got to talk about this. Like as much as I don't want to talk about it, I feel like I'm going to be helping somebody. So I have to talk about it. So I just want to say you have to learn yourself over again. Anxiety is something you have to learn yourself over again. You have to just sit there to yourself. I mean, no friends, no nothing, because I felt like my friends was my escape. Like you ever have like girlfriends, y'all go out to eat, y'all go get dressed, y'all go travel, y'all go around, you do all these things. And it's like a re it's like a way to not deal with how you're feeling. I've never been married, but I do stuff. So I knew that this podcast was going to be emotional. I knew it was going to be emotional. That's why I was like, let me do it in the daytime and let me do it live. So you guys can understand like it's, it's really emotional. So I just want to talk a little bit about how I got back to myself and how I really healed from everything that I was going through. So I had to step away from my social life. I had to step away from my social life for a little while and that pissed a lot of people off and it made people upset, but I didn't give a shit. Like I had to step away from my social life. Like I had to, it was no way that I was going to be able to focus on myself and how I was going to figure out what I had going on if I didn't stop. Took less days from work. So you guys know I'm a hairstylist, you know, I have an online clothing store, I have, I sell hair, I do all of that. I kind of stepped away from social media a little bit. Like you probably wouldn't be able to tell, but I would take like months at a time not being on air. Because you know, when you're looking at other things and you see other people happy, it's natural to be like, damn, you know, it's, 
natural to feel like a little bit of envy. And I'm not a jealous girl at all. Like I'm always rooting for people and happy for people. But I felt myself being like a negative Nancy a little bit just because I was in so much hurt and pain. And, you know, people would be like, well, why don't you just get back with them? <laughs> and it's not that simple. It's not that easy when you feel the way you the way I felt. So I had to take a break from social media, even though I run my business on social media, I had to take some kind of break. I would have my friends kind of post for me and kind of answer questions or whatever, or I would just hire someone to do it because I just could not do it. Like I just couldn't do it. Another thing that I had to do, I had to take less days from work. It was really important for me to like take less days from work and one of my biggest years was during the pandemic. That was like one of my biggest years. So when my biggest years, as far as healing, when the pandemic happened, and I talked about this in my very first podcast, when a pandemic happened, I was forced to slow down. All of us was forced to slow down and really face and deal with the things that we probably have been avoiding. And I know I did. I would just sit there in the room and just have like conversations with myself. I would literally be talking to myself like, and then I just started making a list of things that I wanted to change that I wanted to go for and work on. And that really did help me like my self care. I didn't know that that was a part of like self care because I just did it all the time. Like doing my hair and stuff. That's just what I do. I just do my hair. so. I just made it a point. Do your hair. Take care of your skin. You know, I wasn't getting massages, but I did have somebody come to the house a couple of times, you know, during the pandemic because I just I needed it. But um, and even like talking to my therapist and getting like the heat um hypnotherapy. I think the hypnotherapy worked on my mind more so more than anything because I'm always thinking. I'm always thinking of like what the next thing to do or the next move. My mind just could not slow down. I had one of my girlfriends come from Philly. She taught me how to meditate. Her name is Naima. She's on Instagram, y'all. She's amazing. But I had to really do all of these things and it really helped me. Like it really helped me. And I took it one day at a time and I did not talk to anybody outside of my household, which would be my daughter and my son. <laughs> I talked to my sister sometimes, but I felt like one of my, I felt like they didn't understand and they was a little bit judgy towards me and just kind of like, you know, y'all have a family, you know, kind of thing. So it was like, if my closest family members feel this way, everybody else feels this way. And at the end of the day, I got to live for me. On my dying bed, I am the one that has to live with regrets. I am the one that has to sit there and say, did I do everything that this lifetime had to offer? And I did not feel that way. I didn't feel that way. So we know that love is not going to hold you in a marriage. It takes communication. It takes goals, like similar goals. Like one person cannot be doing all the work. This cannot happen, you know, and, you know, just just being evenly yoked. It, that just has to happen. So after I worked on myself, I realized that I had been being really bitchy and mean. 
And then I am like a social, but I'm also an introvert. So it's like, I want to be social when I'm outside, but I also would like to be to myself. So people ain't know what the hell was going on with me. Like they was just like the, the lady crazy. <laughs> so I had to really like work on my attitude because I had the worst attitude. And if I could explain to you why I had the worst attitude is because I was frustrated. I was dealing with a lot of anxiety. I had a lot of anger in me. And then I had someone that I love for so long be like, this is you, 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 you. <laughs> this is all on you. You want to go, you know, that, that ego stuff was, was happening. And I just felt like I got like a bad deck of cards dealt to me. And I was just like resentful. I was um, regretful. Your mind starts playing tricks on you. You don't know if you are doing the right thing because then you got these kids. You're looking at the kids and they're like, well, why? So, you know, I just kind of felt like I was taking on a lot of blame and stuff like that. But once I worked through all of those things and all of that stuff is normal, all of that stuff is normal. Then you got people on the outside looking like, well, what's going on? What's happening? What's, you know, all of those things was happening. And I'm a, a public figure. So, you know, it's like, I didn't know who to trust, who to go to, who to do anything. And then when someone, I felt broken. I agree, the pandemic also, many people, yes. I felt very broken when I left. I felt very broken. I was very insecure. I didn't feel pretty. Because I'll tell you one of the things that bothered me in my marriage, and this is something I wouldn't mind my son hearing later on down the line. Believe it or not, my husband, my ex-husband never complimented me. And that bothered me because I'm a public figure and the person that I come home to every day does not give me a compliment. It's like you fishing for compliments. Like, what is that? So that that's one of the things that I'll tell you that bother me. If you have someone in your life that's doing that, they're not. They are not. It's not right. It's, it's just not right because you should have someone in your life that's edifying you, that's making you feel good. You're outside tackling the world. You know, you're coming home. You got to deal with different things. They should be saying how they appreciate you. They should be saying, you know, how you make them feel or whatever. That's just how it should be. I'm sorry. And if a, a man is not doing that for you, it's something that they're dealing with internally that's making them, that's projecting that out towards you. The next thing that sounds like he had, you know, I would never know. I would never know, but I would never know. You know, I've, I've moved past it. Like I said, I'm, I'm crying now because I think about it. Like when I think about it and every time I think about it, I'm like, oh God, I've still, you know, it still bothers me sometimes. But I am in a new relationship with someone I deeply care for. So, you know, it is love after divorce. And this person is completely different than what <laughs> I was dealing with before. We have these conversations about how I feel and you know, things like that. But when someone like when divorce happens, you be so fucking broken. You be so broken. And this might not be for everybody, 
but you can be so broken. So you have to take that time to learn your whole self again, to know exactly what you want and what you want out of a relationship with somebody. Like being in that place, I never want to be back in that place again. I never want to be back in that place again. I feel like learning myself again was really amazing. It was like a really amazing journey. I feel like I have like a whole weight lifted off of me. I'm able to see things clearly, even with some bullshit friends or bullshit people that have been around benefiting off of you for so long. And, you know, all of those things, like I really, my intuition is so through the roof because I can think. I wasn't thinking. I couldn't think. I couldn't be creative. So me really doing the work and finding myself, they, you know, you guys leave comments, but they go away like this. So I'm trying to read it. I want to answer in between, but they go away so quick. The next thing I want to tell you why femininity is so important and why I wanted to start this group is because a lot of us don't know that we don't, we are not being feminine. We just think like we're women. And I mean, you know, I'm a woman. You, you see it. You see what it is. <laughs> but we are not using our feminine powers to the best of our ability. And I'm telling you, if you're doing all the work, you feel overworked. If you feel like you're not being appreciated and you feel like you're being walked over, how can you tap into your feminine aura? How is that supposed to happen? And it's important to me for us to have this community so that we can speak freely about how we feel. We can grow into our energies that God has naturally gave us. Women are powerful. But if we are so hardened by life all day, every day, how are we supposed to use our powers? to get the best out of our lifetime. So it is love after your separations, your divorces, all of that. And I'm telling you, the only way energy comes to you is if you clear out all the old energy. You have to clear out all the old energy. You know when something does not feel good for you. You know when someone is not good for you. You just know it. You can feel it. And I feel like if we tap into our femininity and we tap, we just slow down, be more soft, you will be able to know. You won't be defensive. You won't be on guard. You won't feel like you have to work really, really hard for anything. We are supposed to be soft. We are supposed to be approachable. We are supposed to be like beautiful, amazing people. <laughs> That's just how... God intended us to be, you know? So I just had a phone call before I got on live and one of my one of my amazing thems, she was just telling me how appreciative she was for the community, how happy she was for the community. And I was happy to hear it. And she told me she had been um, divorced for nine years and how it was a process. And I just want to let you guys know it is a process, but Russian love, if you rush it, it's not going to be right. I think that's a natural thing. Like when you when you are 
you know, in a relationship and you miss those feelings and you miss being in something, we naturally feel like, okay, let me just find something else. It does not work. Let me tell you, it does not work. Rushing love does not work. Like you'd be surprised how much work you need to do for yourself first. I had to do so much work for myself first. Like you'll wind up picking the wrong thing if you don't do the right work. If you don't do the, the pro- if you don't do the proper steps, you'll wind up picking up something that you just shouldn't. You just shouldn't, and it's just not right. It has to be organic. You know, it just has to be organic. But when you work on your energy and you work on yourself and you really take the time to put yourself first, I guarantee you, ladies, you'll have what you want. You can have what you want. You can get what you want. Your energy is going to attract what belongs to you. It's going to attract what belongs to you, period. And I mean that. And, you know, I just want to say it's not going to be easy. It's not an easy situation. And this is just to people. This is not just to people that are going through a divorce. This is not just for people that are in relationships. It's not going to be easy, but if you feel like something is disturbing your mental peace and you are not being peaceful, if you cannot lay on your pillow with no stress and not saying that life is not going to be about stress because you are going to have stressful situations, but if that person that you are with is not bringing you peace, it is time to let it go. It is time to let it go. For the sake of the podcast, because I don't want it to be too long, I'm going to end it on this end and I'm going to continue to talk to my girls. Guys, this was a really personable podcast for me. It was really hard for me to come and sit here and talk about something so that I wanted to bury, but I felt like I have to talk about it to help other people. I really don't care what people think. That's another thing about healing. You don't care about what other people think or say. I don't give a hell. You know, I just want to help my community. And this is my gift. God gave me a gift to help women. And that is what I'm going to do. I appreciate having all you ladies here. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really enjoyed myself. I feel like I was able to really be my vulnerable self and talk to you like we're girlfriends. I hope and pray that this podcast can help someone else and can help you heal or grow just by hearing my story. This is going to be part one. (laughs) When I get more comfortable, it might be a part two, it might be a part three. I don't know. But let's just label this at part part one. I want to thank you all um, for listening and I will talk to you ladies later.